0: guess we won't sing. All our musicians are leaving. That's all right. Thank you. Well, next time we'll do it. Praise God. Do you feel a lot of the Holy Ghost in here tonight? Praise God. Are you excited? Hallelujah. I want the Holy Ghost to really help us in here tonight. And uh, you need the Holy Ghost in this uh, service tonight. Don't be bashful. Just get after it. Amen. And I, I hope that before we turn off the lights in here that you'll get the Holy Ghost tonight. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I really do. Amen. I want God to just really continue working in this service tonight like he did the other night. Now, I have something to preach tonight to you out of the word of the Lord. I told our good visitors, I said, just hang in there tonight. This is, I'm going to preach to this church. And I told them I was going to just talk to you real straight. And I said, don't anybody get excited. I just want to talk to you about something I feel in my heart. And I believe the Lord's been talking to me. So I'm just going to unburden my heart to you. Because I believe the Lord's helped me to see what we're up against around here. And uh, I really do. I told Brother King tonight, I said, I'll tell you what I feel like you're fighting in this church. And I told him in the prayer room. And he said something about being on track or something like that. He said, just preach on. Amen. (laughs) Don't, Don't get him in trouble. Okay. Hallelujah. But I want the Holy Ghost to just really minister to us. How many in this church want to be saved? You really want to be saved? Amen. Then I believe that if we're going to be saved, we've got to be committed to hearing the word of the Lord. Amen. I believe that we've really got to hear it. Now, I am not going to preach to you an opinion. Okay. So I want you to know right now, before I ever get started, I'm not preaching to you my personal opinion. I'm going to, preach to you the Word of God. Amen. Don't walk out of this service tonight and say, that's Brother Clark's particular slant on this thing. No, no, don't make that mistake. We want to open ourselves up to what God has to say. I believe that God wants to visit this church with a tremendous outpouring of the Holy Ghost on people. Amen. I really do. And if we are ever going to have a tremendous outpouring of the Holy Ghost and if we are ever going to retain what God gives us we have got to be a holy people living for God totally completely dedicated to him don't resist the Holy Ghost there are folks that ought to be here tonight that aren't here tonight I'm gonna go see some of them tomorrow they ought to be here they're not here tonight I want to shake them up and I want you to pray for these folks that are not here some are not here because they have to work I know I know but some aren't here because they're lazy and they're cold in their spirit. Yes. And they think that anything is acceptable alongside of this Holy Ghost living. All right. And that's what I'm going to preach about. Okay. I'm going to talk to you about that. I would like to turn your attention to the 33rd chapter of Ezekiel. He's talking about my notebook. I've got five of these, so I've got plenty of stuff. <laughs> you walk in the room, I'm using... You'll notice I brought a bookcase with over 50 books in it. I brought plenty of material. I keep it all with me so I can study it all at one time if I get a chance. If you'd have walked in the room the other day, you'd have saw books laying all over the bed, all over the floor, and paper everywhere. Amen. I just need a lot of stuff to help me think. Need a bigger room? No, that's fine. Real comfortable. Praise God. I want the Holy Ghost to help us here tonight, and I believe that he will. I have struggled with this for days, and uh, in the prayer room tonight, the Holy Ghost just seemed to visit me and spoke to my heart, and I just began to pray and rebuke the devil and begin to talk to the Lord a little bit, and I felt a total release in my spirit. So tonight, it is up to you to do whatever you want to with what I'm going to preach here tonight. And I believe that it is the will of God for us to tear down some strongholds. Tonight. Amen. We are in a spiritual warfare. I know you're standing. Amen. And I know what night it is and what time it is. But just stand with me a little bit. Hallelujah. And I hope tonight that we'll just lend ourselves to the convicting presence of the Lord. And oh, I want people to be saved and be renewed and get the Holy Ghost. Amen. Ezekiel chapter 33. Verse 7 says, So thou, O son of man, I have set thee a watchman unto the house of Israel. Therefore thou shalt hear the word at my mouth and warn them from me. When I say unto the wicked, O wicked man, thou shalt surely die. If thou dost not speak to warn the wicked man, wicked from his way, that wicked man shall die in his iniquity. But his blood will I require at thy hand. Didn't say he would escape judgment just because the watchman failed to do his job. It said he would still be judged for his iniquity. God's not letting anybody buy for any sin anywhere. So God's still going to judge the sinner. Now you're not going to hear this in college campuses today. You're not going to hear this coming from a session of Congress. You're not going to hear what I'm going to preach today, tonight, in this service, in a lot of pulpits in this city, but you're going to hear it here tonight. Praise the Lord. But his blood will I require at thy hand. Nevertheless, if thou warn the wicked of his way to turn from it. If he do not turn from his way, he shall die in his iniquity. But thou hast delivered thy soul. Therefore, O thou son of man, speak unto the house of Israel. Thus ye speak, saying, If our transgressions and our sins be upon us, and we pine away, or we slip away. That's what that word means, pine. That's old 16th century English there. If we pine away, all right, in them how shall we live? say unto them as I live saith the Lord God I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked some folks think that God is just a mean just wanting to just put folks in hell but the word of God said God said I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked doesn't cause God to do a tap dance doesn't cause God to rejoice that's why he put watchmen on the wall to begin with amen in the first couple of verses of that chapter talks about a comparison of God saying that the people of the land would take a man and make a man a watchman but when it came to the spiritual aspect God said I'm not gonna wait for the people to take a man and make him a watchman I am gonna call men and make them watchmen because sometimes men are negligent as to what they need for their own preservation and especially their spiritual preservation And so he said, I am going to make sure that in man's faltering, failing, I am going to make sure that he has a watchman. So I'm going to call men. That's why he said, Ezekiel, I have made you a watchman. It's not the call of a man upon you, but I've called you. Amen. And so he said, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked turn from his way and live. Turn ye Turn ye from your evil ways, for why will you die, O house of Israel? And I want to preach, why will you die? That's what I want to preach about tonight. Amen. And I want you to pray that God will give us the proper response in our heart to the word of the Lord together. Shall we pray together, dear Lord Jesus, tonight? We are so thankful for this opportunity to come into the house of the Lord. And I pray dear Lord tonight, help us to And for us, Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Jesus'
1: name.
0: Hallelujah. Jesus' name. Hallelujah.
1: In
0: the name of the Lord. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. You may be seated. The Lord bless you tonight. Praise God. Amen. I have a lot of things I want to say here tonight, so you just bear with me. Amen. Praise God. And I would say, I hope you get your money's worth, but this isn't going to cost you one dime. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm not going to charge you any fee for this. I'm going to give you some counsel right out of the word of God. It's not going to cost you anything, but a little bit of your time. Praise God. God is concerned about his world. And he's concerned about his church. God loves the church amen he gave his life for the church amen he gave his life for the church and so he cares about the church amen and i want to read some scriptures here tonight to you i want to read something out of the book of deuteronomy here praise god amen deuteronomy chapter 30. before i get going here tonight i want to sow a little seed here i want you to catch some of this here tonight Deuteronomy 30, verse 11 says, For this commandment which I command thee this day is not hidden from thee, neither is it far off. So the word of God is nigh you. That's what he's saying here. It is not in heaven that thou shouldest say, Who shall go up for us to heaven and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it? Neither is it beyond the sea that thou shouldest say, Who shall go over the sea for us and bring it unto us that we may hear it and do it? but the word is very nigh unto thee in thy mouth and in thine heart that thou mayest do it see I have set before thee this day life and good and death and evil and it was also depicted that way in the garden of Eden that God set before man a tree of life and a tree of knowledge of good and evil and because as we heard Sunday morning man has a choice he is a free moral agent And we are not forced to do one thing or another. You can do whatever you want. You can get up any time between now and the next few seconds and get your purse, get your hat, get your coat and your things and your Bible and walk out those doors and just go on home. Nobody's going to try to stop you. Amen. Not anybody at all. I'm sure not going to. Praise God. And so God has set before us his word and you can decide on your own volition just exactly what you want you want to do about it whether you choose to be obedient and to humble yourself before the word of god or whether you choose to rebel to go your own way you want to take the chance to think that you're smarter than god and you know better than God, and maybe God didn't really mean what he said, you can go ahead and try that route and take your chance if you'd like to. If you'd care to believe that the Bible is an outdated book, and the preacher's old-fashioned, and he's had all this stuff pumped into his head, and uh, he's all uh, an old fogey and all of that. I'm not an old fogey. I'm only 30 years old, so obviously I'm not an old fogey. But you can go ahead and take that if you want to and go that route. But I want to tell you something tonight that there is plenty of evidence that proves the authenticity and the inerrant word of God that I'm preaching out of or that the word of God is inerrant. You can study the philosophies of the Hindu religion, the Buddhists. You can study the philosophies of all the world religions. And there's not a religion in the world besides Christianity that teaches you to love your enemies. And to do good to them that despise you. And pay for those that despitefully use you. All right. You won't find a philosophy like this anywhere in the world. That can give you a peace of mind to lay down your head at night. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can go to sleep in faith. Oh. And understand what it means to have your heart right with God. So I challenge you. Yes, yes. To take a look around you at all the things that are on the market today. That are pulling at our minds. Yeah. And compare it with the ageless preaching of the word of god concerning the love of god and you won't find anything to match it Amen. Amen. so that's worth you taking a little bit of time to let me finish what i've started to say here tonight in the service praise god
1: oh, Jesus. Jesus.
0: praise the lord and so the apostle paul said in second corinthians two and fifteen for we are under god a sweet savor of christ In them that are saved and in them that perish. To the one, we are the saver of death unto death. And to the other, we are the saver of life unto life. And who is sufficient for these things? And so we are a saver of life to those who hear the word of God and believe. And uh, we are a servant amen uh, and savior of death to those that do not believe it just all depends on where your heart is it just all depends on what you want to do with the word of the lord again in jeremiah uh, chapter 21 and verse 8 and 9 the lord god said that he had set before the people the way of life and the way of death and to that particular generation Uh, people he said that if you would leave the city of Jerusalem your life would be spared because there had been a pronouncement of judgment that the king of Babylon would come and destroy that nation and so Jeremiah preached to them and said if you will leave the city your life will be spared but if you stay in the city uh, then you will fall prey unto the Chaldeans uh, and your life will be destroyed and so he said I have set before you a way of life or a way of death and those stubborn rebellious backslidden Jewish people said it is not that way they didn't like the preaching that Jeremiah preached because it was not a popular message He was a gloomy preacher he disturbed people he disturbed the government he disturbed the religious leaders of the day and they did not like him he was a fanatic that's what we'll call him tonight And they did not believe. They did not choose to believe. They took him and put him in stocks and bonds and sunk him down into his armpits and mire and and all of that. They put him in prison and fed him bread and water. And uh, they were against him. They did not like his preaching. But God stood true to the man of God who had spoke his word. And God did send judgment upon that nation. That is a historical fact, friend. 586 B.C., that city fell. Nebuchadnezzar came in, the Babylonian king, and he burned Jerusalem with fire and turned over that city, turned it upside down, took Zedekiah and punched his eyes out, killed his two sons uh, right before his eyes. Before he did that, uh, made them walk 800 miles to Babylon barefoot. Some them never made it. Bleeding Feet sores, uh, some died on the way. uh, But God sent judgment upon that nation uh, because they had refused to adhere to the word of God. Uh, It is so important tonight that we give ourselves to the good searching uh, of the Holy Ghost and the word of God. Uh, This is not the words of men, but this is the word of God written uh, in the language of men. Amen. Amen. So we need to hear the word of the Lord. Amen. man I says, How do I know what you're preaching is true as opposed to what others are preaching? Well, you just sit around here a while and just listen. I'm gonna answer that for you tonight here, too, by the help of God. And so he said, Ezekiel, I have made you a watchman, I have set you on the wall, I have given you the awesome, important responsibility of sounding an alarm, of blowing the trumpet. I have taken you from among men. It was not a vocation that he picked out of his own volition. It was not something he just sat down one day and said, I think I'm going to be a shepherd in Israel. I think I'll just be a prophet. Uh, It's not done like you decide that you want to be a technician in some field or doctor or lawyer. Uh, It doesn't come that way. There might be a lot uh, of those that look at it like that uh, but uh, we believe that there is a divine calling uh, from God Almighty that is laid upon the heart of a man that calls him uh, and sets him apart uh, to the ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. Uh, uh, It's not something that you sit down and decide. uh, And I don't know too many preachers uh, uh, that really wanted to volunteer uh, uh, for this job and uh, those who did uh, uh, didn't know what they were getting into friend Uh, and you never do know I personally wanted to be a lawyer all my life Uh, never planned on preaching never dreamed about it didn't think about it Uh, and uh, when God uh, called me to preach I said absolutely no I don't want to (laughs) amen but he said uh, you're going to I want you to and so he just kept after me and said, so here I am, 13 years later, hallelujah, 14, something like that, praise God. And so he said, I have made you a watchman. And uh, that's very important I want you to blow the trumpet and uh, I want you to know that preaching the Word of God as simple as it may seem and as foolish as it may look to some that is the primary way that the people of God hear from God Titus 1 and 3 said God hath in due time manifest his word through preaching us the Bible said for the preaching of the cross uh, is to those that perish foolishness Uh, but unto us which are saved it is the power of God unto salvation. Amen. God chose by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. Not preaching ourselves, but the Bible said we preach Christ Jesus the Lord and ourselves as just servants. For he said it is the gospel of Christ, Jesus that is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth. And so he said I will do a work in your day uh, a work in which you shall not believe even though a man uh, will declare it unto you Uh, he said I would raise up men uh, uh, they would go and they would preach the word of the Lord and he said though they would preach uh, you'd not believe Uh, the Bible said whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved but he said how shall they call upon him in whom they have not believed and how shall they believe in him in whom they have not heard and how shall they hear without a preacher and how shall they preach except they be sent and so God sends a preacher so he can preach so you can hear and when you hear you can believe and when you believe you can call and when you call on him you can be saved and there is no other order and so if God did not lay his hand upon the lives of men and women to preach the word of God, Uh, none of us would be saved by the power of God but God calls out men and women to preach uh, this gospel and they preach, uh, amen in the fear of God, uh, without favor, amen, uh, not to please men, Uh, I'm sure tonight that by the time I get done you're going to know that I'm not standing here to tickle your ears, Uh, I'm not trying to deliver you a complimentary sermon uh, to get you to pat me on the back and give me a paycheck and send me down the road Uh, I'm here to preach to you the word of God uh, and uh, some of you may not like what I had to say here tonight uh, But I'm going to tell you that we are living in the last days uh, Facing the coming of the Lord uh, And we need to take a good look uh, at
1: ourselves uh, And the world around us uh, And wake up uh, and hear what God has to say to the church uh, in 1988 Praise God and So Isaiah said
0: come now And let us reason together, saith the Lord. God will reason with us. But you're not going to change his mind about anything. You're not gonna be able to bargain with God like you bargain with somebody downtown, uh, or like you go out to the swamp meet, uh, or like uh, we did when we were overseas in Spain. We'd go downtown to Seville and get in some of those shops, you know, and we'd bargain with some of those fellows, and oh, it was so fun uh, to bargain with them, and sometimes I didn't even have two nickels to rub together in my pocket, but I just enjoyed trying to bargain with them, you know, and just having a good time. You're not gonna bargain with God like that. Uh, You're gonna have to understand uh, that his word is a supreme law that speaks to every man woman, boy, and girl and he is sovereign and he knows best and he will not change his word but fit your fad, your fashion, your idea he'll not create a style and a form for you but you've got to come to him with a repentant heart acknowledging your sin and coming to him in repentance and separating yourself from your sin and calling on him for mercy There's a lot of things propounded today from these educators. uh, And one of the things they cannot stand uh, is the old-fashioned fundamental gospel preacher uh, that gets up in a church across America and looks people in the eye and tells them that without God, uh, they will be eternally lost, uh, that all men are sinners uh, and born in sin, uh, and that they have a depraved nature uh, that is totally contrary, rebellious to God. uh, And they don't like that kind of preaching. You know why they don't like it? Because they don't want to repent because they love their sin they love their life they'd rather sit in darkness than light and they don't want to come to the light that their deeds might be manifest but they want to hide in the shadows because they love the creature the apostle Paul said more than the creator you know what that is that's creature worship they worship and serve the body, the flesh, its lust, their flings, their they're fun, all of that. They want to do what they want to do. This, there has never been such a streak of rebellion in people and teenagers in this world like you would not believe. Rebelling against authority. Rebelling against things. Uh, and uh, it's a shame that there has been such a breakdown in authority because there's a bunch of authority figures that they don't care about young people. looking for direction and they're not finding it anywhere and so there's been a breakdown in the home a breakdown in the family uh, all types of things happening in our world uh, because men uh, have gone their own way uh, and rested in their intellectualism and it's absolutely eating the heart out of this nation Absolutely destroying this nation uh, because they trust in their own pride. Uh, instead of throwing their hands up uh, and calling on Todd, uh, they've got too much pride. Uh, they're waiting for the next new synthetic discovery in America to pull us out of our slump. Look into the invented scientific medical discovery and wonderment of man looking to man as their own God and their own answer to solve their problems and that is the spirit behind this new age movement that is sweeping across the nation that man can become a God that's the same dirty lie that Satan told Eve in the garden he said eat of this fruit and you shall become as gods and he's turned it around and put a book on it all types of euphemistic phraseology that has totally taken people by surprise and they've taken it into their spirit to where they feel like they can handle their own situation they think they can think themselves out of their problems they think they can heal themselves they can better themselves they can bring financial blessings their way and i want you to know all of this stuff is a bunch of sorcery friend You think I'm so crazy tonight, uh, you go to any bookstore in town and go to the occult section. uh, You'll find new age sections in some of these stores. uh, And you take a look at some of that business. uh, And it is simply a reviving. We are seeing the greatest revival of occultism in America. You know what's wrong with our nation? They're becoming rank heathens. A bunch of it's devil worship. Come on, I know what I'm talking about. I sat there in their services. Well, they talk about reincarnation and tell them about all their previous lives and, and how that some of them were men before they were women and women before they were men. That's all a part of the Hindu religion. Sure it is. Then you go and sit in front of the television sets and you watch all these bunch of shows, uh, folks that do have TV, and they let their kids sit there and watch these cartoons, Thundercats, Dungeon and Dragons, She-Ra, He-Man, and all that stuff, and it's filled with the occult. I said it's devil worship and it's deceiving the minds of these children and expanding them into what the new age call higher states of consciousness. Let me know I'm telling you the truth. It's out there. Absolutely brainwashing the minds of the innocent children. Because they're getting ready for Mr. Antichrist, see? He's coming, friend. Yes, he is. Amen. But God has put in the world men of God that are called preachers to preach the word of God. And he has set in the church apostles and prophets and evangelists and pastors and teachers. And if you don't know what those are, those are the men of God that God has put in the church to sound the trumpet. And to preach the word of God. And tell you to turn from things that would destroy your soul. But God does not want you to die. But bless your heart as much as he loves you. He will not sanction your worldliness. He will not sanction your compromise. He will not sanction your sin. And you know what's happening there is a sleazy, sly, demonic spirit of a acceptance trying to slip into this church. All right. All right. Trying to get us to accept things yeah. right alongside God's glory and God's power and God's blessing and God's goodness. Along with all of that, we think we can accept things that do not belong and are not a part of the goodness of God and as I prayed about this tonight I said Lord what do you mean about that and the Lord said there is a charismatic spirit trying to get a hold of this church well
1: hallelujah
0: I'm going to hallelujah hallelujah trying to get a hold of our thinking and expanding our minds somebody said you're too narrow minded it's not a matter of being broad minded or narrow minded it's a matter of being bible minded don't tell me I'm narrow minded I'm not narrow minded I'm pretty objective you just don't know me very well I'm real objective but I'm not talking about something that you can put an opinion on tonight I'm talking about the word of God tonight I'm talking about discerning between that which is holy and that which is profane. And you better thank your heart, to your God, that you have men of God and a pastor in this church that will preach to you the unadulterated word of God. Because there's a bunch of them out there, friend, that are not preaching it like they used to. Because they're giving in to pressure. They're giving into the pressure of the world. And they're giving into the lust of the people. The people were the ones that pressured Aaron to build the golden calf. The people were the ones that said, we don't know what has become of Moses and uh, help us Aaron and let's build a calf and let us go back to Egypt. Let's go back to where we came from. They couldn't keep their minds occupied on holiness. They couldn't stay separated two minutes from sin. When their minds got off of God and loving God and seeking God, they wanted to go right back to the mess that God had brought them out of and they had Aaron build up a golden calf uh, and they began to dance around that. Uh, and they wanted to accept that right down by the mountain uh, where God gave the revelation of his holiness. Uh, they wanted to accept that right alongside the same place uh, that God came down in fire uh, and spoke to them out of the heavens. Uh, they wanted to have the fire uh, and the blessing of God uh, and the golden calf uh, all at the same time. Uh, and when Moses came down, he said, nothing doing, friend. You're not going to have them both you're gonna either live for god or that's gonna be all and he ground it up with power and he put it in the river and he said drink it all amen, amen. 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 praise the lord and so God has put men in the church to preach the word of God. Jesus said, you have not chosen me, but I have chosen you. He said, whosoever sins, you remit, they are admitted, And whosoever sins, you retain they are t- retained. And he commanded them to go and to preach the word of the Lord to his people. Because he loves the church and he loves the world. If I didn't love you, I'd just preach something else tonight. But amen, the Holy Ghost, I asked him again. And the Holy Ghost checked me and said, do it tonight put you tonight I stood on this platform and I said are you sure Lord uh, this is the right night I got 250 other messages I could use you know, hey, amen, do you want me to preach it tonight? I said, preach it tonight, I want you to preach it tonight, I said, alright, I'm going to because God loves you he, I said, he loves you he loves the world, he loves the church, and he wants us to be saved you know why some of you couldn't get your hands up tonight, why some of you are stargazing tonight, and you couldn't worship God, because you're bound because you're not living for God like you ought to, and you're not filling the Holy Ghost like you ought to, ought to be, but because you've accepted things uh, that have caused the glory of God uh, to recall on the inside of your spirit. Amen. Well, I had not even started yet. I haven't even named any sins yet. I'm going to. Praise God. Our minds are being brainwashed. Amen. I said our minds are being brainwashed. Amen. They call it an Aquarian Conspiracy. They're not ashamed of the word. I bought the book friend. I know what I'm talking about. Marilyn Ferguson Social and Personal Transformations of the 80's. The title cover is The Aquarian Conspiracy and she spends time in the opening of her book talking about we are in the greatest social revolution and transformation that this world has ever seen. And she says yes it is a conspiracy. It is a conspiracy to do away with the Judeo-Christian base uh, that is in America. It is an acceptance of all things uh, in religious ideology uh, separate and apart from the one God, uh, Jesus name, Holy Ghost message uh, because it's the Christian church they say uh, and the fundamental preaching uh, that has been the damage uh, that has been done to our nation. Uh, they say that it was a mistake for our founding fathers uh, to follow the faith of the fathers in the word of God uh, and that was the thing that has held America back uh, from becoming the great nation that it had is destined to become but they say when we can do away with the Christians those fundamental believers that will not be initiated into their new idea amen their initiation into their Luciferic organization which will be a spiritual initiation and a taking on of the mark of the B666 they say when we do away with these Christian people and they're preaching about repentance and preaching that man is a sinner and destroying the real God self on the inside of every man, uh, then we can't become gods uh, like we have always been meant to be. Now that's a bunch of nonsense, friend. I spent over a year tracking this stuff all over America and studying it and reading it and keeping up with what these folks are telling them. Packing out stadiums, stadiums all over America. Putting this kind of stuff. Silver, silver mind control and, and holistic medicine and biofeedback and all this bunch of stuff just sweeping all over America. Amen. Just brainwashing the minds of people into believing that they can do it all by themselves. and Amen. And they don't need God and all of that. i telling you uh, what our world needs what America needs uh, is they need to repent and in the middle of all of that uh, when the church ought to be on fire when people ought to be filled with the Holy Ghost uh, when there ought to be an obvious difference between light and darkness uh, some folks still want to cut their hair uh, they want to watch their TVs uh, they're filled with lust uh, they can't hardly make it out the church uh, they don't have time to pray uh, and then they wonder where is God's blessing uh, where is the glory of God I'm telling you uh, it's time that we repent uh, and get back to God uh, amen and give ourselves over to the straight preaching of the word of God come on now you want to go to heaven don't you amen yeah, so he said, I've sent you to give a warning unto them. I want you to warn them that they will turn from their wicked ways. Amen. They need to turn around and turn back to God. Amen. And I want to tell you, the Bible said the servant of the Lord is not to strive but to be gentle unto all men have to teach in meekness instructing those that oppose themselves. And so I'm not going to strive with you tonight. I promise you I'm not going to strive with you because you see you can do anything you want to. I'm just going to preach the word of God. Amen. And you can do whatever you want to. But let me tell you that God said that he would purchase to himself a glorious church without spot I am afraid that we have accepted so many things that what we have really lost in the Pentecostal ranks is the fear of the judgments of God Almighty. God is not playing games with us. And I fear as I look into the faces of people who do not care about what it really means to live a holy separated life. They have forgotten the basic fundamental scriptures that say that our body is the temple of the Holy Ghost. And if any man, any man, any man, any man defile the temple of God, him shall God destroy. For the temple of God is holy, which temple you are. And we don't think that we have to live holy anymore. We don't understand that holiness is being totally dedicated to him, totally in love with him. We need to sanctify our thinking. Do you know that it's a sin to doubt? Don't sit here and doubt while I'm preaching. You're sinning right now. Well, amen, preacher. I said it's a sin to doubt. Oh, there's enough Holy Ghost in this place to let anybody know we're on target tonight. You want to know if I'm preaching the truth tonight? Let me tell you, God never puts his anointing on a false prophet, prophet and a false message. You're not feeling the air conditioner blowing in here making your spine tingle, friend. You're feeling the Holy Ghost in here moving. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. Our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Amen. And if we're going to have the revival that I believe this church can have, we've got to have this message tonight. And we need to break down this charismatic spirit. You say, what are you talking about, charismatic? I'm talking about thinking that we've lived long enough and become spiritual long enough. And that we can accept things that we've been preached to over and over and over. That suddenly we've come to an age where we think that all of a sudden we think it's not important anymore All right. well, you're on we don't think some things are important but hey let me tell you tonight uh, don't let that spirit get to you i don't care if it's in the church across town i don't care what his name is or whether he parts his hair on the right side or left or down the middle I don't care what he's preaching. I'm telling you that there are things that are in the word of God that nobody's going to change. And the Bible said, be ye holy, for I, the Lord, your God, am holy we are living in the day that the holiness preacher will become the savior of america if we are ever going to do anything to save this generation uh, it's not going to be the new president that's going in office uh, in november uh, it's not going to be when he takes this solemn oath uh, in january of next year it's going to be the men of god and women of god uh, who preach clean uh, holy ghost living uh, amen separating ourselves from sin uh, and walking in the fear of god And so we think that it's not so important how we live. And we can entertain any kind of attitude or spirit that we want to. And we don't think it makes any difference. Let me tell you, you need to realize that you don't need an opinion about a bunch of things you think you've got the right to have an opinion on. God has put some things in his word and he says, I'm not asking you your opinion. I'm telling you that this is just how it is amen and one of those things in there is that you must be born again every man has got to be born again that is not whether you want to or not you must be born again very emphatic look it up john chapter 3 verse 5 amen every man has got to be born again they have got to repent that means they've got to turn from sin and turn to god you can't go downtown and get a take yourself a a six month course and find salvation by educating your mind to how much power you've got on the inside of you amen you've got to come and face the word of God and repent and seek God and ask God to forgive you of your sin and be baptized in water to wash those sins away and receive the Holy Ghost and talk in other tongues like the Bible teaches us that's how you're going to discover the glory of God Amen. Yeah, amen. Yeah, Some of these folks they are so confused in life uh, and uh, amen what they want out of life. Uh, they don't really know how to even make decisions. They've got to ask these gurus and counselors if they can even go across town uh, and buy a paper. That's the kind of bondage that's getting a hold of people out there in the world. They don't even know how to think anymore. That's right. And here we are, just, we're free. See, you know, Pentecostal, see, we're free, friend. We can do anything we want to, see. We're free. And in the middle of Holy Ghost apostolic revival. We're letting the Spirit slip in to our ranks and into our hearts. Amen. Accepting things. Doing things that we didn't do when we first got the Holy Ghost. Things that we felt convicted about. Amen. In those first six months. uh, Now, all of a sudden, we've lived for God long enough that we think that we can go ahead. And we're mature enough, see. We're mature enough to handle some of those things. My God, let me tell you something, apostolics: The world is ten times worse than it was ten years ago and what you couldn't deal with six months ago you sure in the world can't deal with now i'm talking about sin you're never going to get to the place where you'll be strong enough to let television back in your home again don't you ever don't you ever think you're going to mature to the place that you can open your home up again to that nasty thing well i know folks back east that have tv so do i So do I. I just finished finished preaching 10 weeks back there. And I'm telling you, I fought spirits in that church like you would not believe. Because when they came to church, you could feel that TV demon in the service. You could feel those spirits on their mind. Some of them would get up and talk about some of the things they saw on television. And it just put an eerie damper over the entire spirit. Get up there and talk about how they were got fed from God and heard from God off these religious programs on TV today. My Lord, if you're getting fed off that kind of business, you need to pray through. I'm telling you what, Jimmy Swagger, he doesn't, I don't get my spiritual nourishment from Jimmy Swagger. I'm sorry, but I'm sorry. Oh, Roberts and all these fellas, I'm sorry, I don't get my spiritual nourishment from them fellas. Because some of these fellas I've talked to personally. Well, 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 well. And they do not believe what I believe. Amen. Well, hallelujah. Shock some of you. You didn't think I'd call some names. I know lots of names. I may know yours. You better watch out. Hallelujah. Praise God. Holiness, a holy church. Without spot or wrinkle. I want you to notice what it says here in First Thessalonians 4. You're going to have to turn quick if you're going to keep up with it tonight. Verse 3 says, For this is the will of God. This is the will of God, even your sanctification, that you should abstain from fornication. Amen. And he went on in verse number 7 and said, For God hath not called us unto uncleanness, but unto holiness. He therefore that despises. Despises what? Despises the call of God on the holiness. He therefore that despises, despises not man, but God who hath given unto us his Holy Spirit. Some folks don't like the call to holiness. They despise the call to holiness and separate living and separating ourselves and sanctifying ourselves unto the Lord but they want to come to church and clap their hands and talk in tongues yeah. Yeah, they want to come to church and enjoy the beating of the drums and the beautiful organ playing and the piano playing and they want to feel the Holy Ghost and do their little Holy Ghost jig yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. but they want to gossip backbite yeah. run people down yeah. have a critical unforgiving spirit yeah. Yeah. make fun of everybody charismatic see just free to do whatever we want to and they have been deceived into thinking that they can have both they think it's all right you know what god's done to some of those folks he has sent them a delusion he sent them a delusion i've talked to them friend. I told you about my best friend the other day. I talked to him the last time I talked to him for two and a half hours. That maybe we'd have people just come on in. We got a good thing going, you see. We got a lot happening. And, and if we just weren't so hard and so stubborn, he questioned our approach and questioned our ethics. And I said, look, let me tell you something, friend. I know that maybe we are not always so perfect in our approach, but I'm telling you what, don't move the landmarks but he began to question all of this stuff in his mind and and in all of his intellectual approach to all of this business Amen. he began to drift he began to get to the place that though he thought that those things were preached for some he thought that he did not need those things anymore listen don't be so deceived to think that you can separate come to the church and still be separate from the church there's only one body in the earth I said there's only one church in the earth amen and you need what I'm preaching about here tonight you're no better than anybody else amen you're no better than anybody else and so he got to where he thought that some things just weren't important anymore and it began to grieve his spirit when the preacher would get up and begin to preach about holy living and separating ourselves from going and sitting and spending hours watching televisions And being involved in worldly sports. And and going to the movies. And he was bugged about video. preaching against video because he figured that we were smart enough to select what was good and what was not good. Let me tell you what Jeremiah said. You know what I felt in here tonight while I was reading? I felt the Spirit said, that's the Old Testament, that doesn't apply to us today I felt that while I was reading my text let me tell you devil all scripture is given by inspiration of God so I read an Old Testament text tonight all scripture and let me tell you another scripture from the old law oh Lord I know the way of man is not in him it is not in man that walketh to direct his steps and he said the heart is deceitful desperately wicked above all things who can know it That's why David said in Psalms 139 search me O Lord and know my heart try me and know my way and see if there be any wicked way in me and lead me in thy path everlasting that's why David said thou desirest truth on the inward part in the hidden part thou shalt help me to know God purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean wash me and I shall be whiter than snow he went on and said create in me a clean heart O God and renew a right spirit within me but we get to the place that we think we are mature enough to select And we think that we have the right to differ with the pulpit because that's just brother Kings idea see that's just his conviction I've heard that so much it makes me sick that's his personal conviction boy doesn't that sound good sounds like a non-professional doing a professional dodge you better hope to God it becomes your conviction because God sent him to be a savior to you. And that's scripture, friend. Savior. You look it up. It's in there. I read it to you tonight. Second Corinthians 2.15. Amen. Holy living. So they began to think that they were smart enough to live without certain things. They felt like they could climb through the fence. And they said, you know, there was an attitude of, I don't really care about all this legislation that hems us in and all of this bondage that's put on us they tell all you ladies when we preach to you and tell you you can't cut your hair because the bible said a woman's hair is her glory it's not to be shorn or shaven they say that's bondage when we preach that to you Oh, oh no it's not bondage because her hair is given to her as, as a glory, sign of glory. Why is it to be sure say? Because it is a sign that she is under authority to her husband and to her Lord. It was a mark set upon her. And he said, ought not the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. Somebody said, which angels is he talking about? He's talking about both angels. He's talking about the angels that fell and the angels that didn't fall. And he's talking about it is a sign. It is a test. It is a proof of her submission under authority somebody said these feminists they said they don't like that kind of preaching because it puts women as a second rate you bunch of ignorant folks quit letting the devil lie to you if anybody had enough brains to read the bible they'd know that the bible is the most complimentary book in the world to women I said the bible is the most complimentary book to women all you women ought to clap your hands for that it's in there I said it's in there there is no book no teaching in all the world that gives the women the prominent place like true 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 christianity wish i had time to preach on that a while amen quit letting the devil lie to you i said well we're 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 second all that bunch of stuff the bible said you are one in christ jesus you are neither male nor female bond nor free he said you're all one no big eyes or little use Amen. Well, somebody said, well, you preach the husband. It's the head of the wife. And so that means she's supportive. So that means he's got to be better. Have you ever seen anything with two heads? Just because one's the head and somebody else is not the head doesn't mean that she's second in the respect of being worse. It just means for something to operate smoothly, somebody has to be the final authority. There's got to be order and God has Order. Hallelujah. 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 Praise God. doesn't mean, doesn't mean that he's, she's dumber. Well, they don't like that scripture that says the woman is the weaker vessel. Well, I'm sorry. It's in there. They don't like that where it says, and he shall rule over her. Well, I'm sorry. Well, I'm not sorry. Excuse me, Lord. I'm sorry for you. But I'm happy about the word of God. This happens to mean that God has an order and so they talk about bondage and you know what's bugging some of us we are seeing United Pentecostal churches let some of their Saints do some things that y'all don't get to do and it looks like they're being blessed of God and it looks like they're getting by and they're even having folks get the Holy Ghost and some of them may have had more people get the Holy Ghost this month than your church and so that's supposed to prove See, this is how we think, see. That's supposed to prove that it must be all right if we accept some of these things. And some folks even transfer churches because the preacher will not change. So they want to leave and go where the grass is greener. Amen. Amen. But let me tell you something. We're not feeding you grass. So don't go where the grass is greener. Stay over here a while and let's eat some of the bread of the Word of God. I don't care if the grass looks greener over there. Some of You know what they do? Some of these folks dye their pasture to make it look better. That's all they're doing. Just dyeing it up a little bit flashing up hey man I've watched them where they've become entertainment centers Pentecostal productions Friend, right, I've been there when the entertainment was going on friend they started that service with a clicking of the heels and a stomping of the feet it just made you just, just put you right up on your feet I mean on your tiptoe, and I mean it just kept you high strung all service long enthusiasm excitement the thrill sensationalism and then they had a little tiddlywink sermon. A little benediction and the assadices and everybody went home. Getting to be as bad as the Denominable World. Listen, if you're looking for programs, friend, forget about it. You might as well go to the Denominable Church. They've got the wherewith and the whatwith. They've got programs that'll knock your lights out. Friend, they've got money to put it over. Don't ever think the Pentecostals are going to be able to compete with this mother harlot out there. For entertainment. Because they'll outdo you every time. This church is, Paul said, not with enticing words of men's wisdom. <laughs> but in the demonstration of the Spirit of God and power. Hallelujah.
1: Praise God. Amen. Well, Hallelujah.
0: so he said i put walks up in there and he said why will you die o house of israel dying spiritually you know why some folks aren't here tonight because they'd rather do their own thing they don't want to come to church because they know that they're going to be preached to and they don't want to be preached to because they don't want to repent i've had them tell me don't talk to me about god right now because i don't want to deal with that subject and they think that they can turn God on and off like they turn off everything else. And like sometimes we turn off preachers. That's alright, you can turn me off right. You're not going to hurt my feelings, see. Because I've already, I've already committed this to God tonight hallelujah 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 amen amen why will you die O house of israel you don't have to amen i I sent a watchman on the wall amen and all you've got to do is hear with your heart i said the other night and i'm saying again you're not going to hear the call of god with your head amen you've got to let it touch your heart amen there's willingness sweeping our churches it makes me sick to my stomach rock music getting a hold of the lives of our young people and they listen to that kind of stuff and dance around to that kind of business they don't know how to discern between what's holy and pure and what's sanctified and what's profane and a bunch of mess I get ashamed walking in some of these Christian bookstores through the music session and they've got these guys that look like devils incarnate singing about Jesus Christ but you filthy nasty-looking unclean unholy unkept people We buy their stuff, take it home, and listen to them twang on their guitars and beat their drums and blow their horns and sing about Jesus Christ. They don't know anything about the power of God and the deliverance in the name of the Lord. Amen. And I tell you, personally, I don't listen to hardly anybody else but Jesus' name, Apostolic, Holy Ghost, One God, musicians. And some of them I don't even listen to. And when some of these guys put out records that I don't think are right, I just go right to them and talk to them because some of them are my friends. I want to know what happened. That's right. I go ask them. Hallelujah. Warliness. Compromising. And in the middle of all that, the bridegroom's coming. And some folks don't have enough oil to make it across the road let alone through the dark journey hey man to the to the place where we're gonna gather together they can't even get across the street they don't have they don't have enough oil in their vessel they're not filled with the Holy Ghost now I want to read something to you again tonight and I'm gonna close here sometime hallelujah Matthew 7 verse 21 Lord, drop this scripture in my heart about 3 o'clock or so in the afternoon. I thought I better write all this stuff down. I'll never remember this. Not everyone that saith unto me, Lord, Lord, shall enter into the kingdom of heaven, but he that doeth the will of God, which is of my Father, which is in heaven. You know what? There are so many scriptures that we don't think apply to us Pentecostals. We don't think they apply to us. And a few months or so ago i began to just re-examine my heart about a lot of things and i began to ask myself what makes me think that i am above some scriptures we think we are above some things we think that we've got things marked down and when those things are preached to us we don't even take the time to re-examine our heart what makes you so good what makes us think that we are above the word of god but he said not everyone that saith unto me lord lord shall enter into the kingdom of heaven but he that doeth the will of my father which is in heaven doesn't matter who you are many will say unto me in that day lord lord have we not prophesied in thy name and in thy name have cast out devils and in thy name amen done many wonderful works and then will i profess unto them i never knew you depart from me ye that work iniquity therefore or for this reason whosoever heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them I will liken him unto a wise man which built his house upon a rock and the rains descended and the floods came and the wind blew and beat upon the house and it fell not for it was founded upon a rock and everyone that heareth these sayings of mine and doeth them not shall be likened unto a foolish man fools can be likened unto a foolish man a man which built his house upon the sand and the rains descended and the floods came and the winds blew and beat upon that house and it fell and great was the fall of it there's going to be a lot of weeping on resurrection morning when a bunch of these folks have found out how they've been I'm going to say it too how they've been lied to by their Pentecostal preachers And how they've compromised their stand for holiness because the people wanted those things and the ministry didn't love them enough to preach to them the word of god without fear and favor and tell them things they needed to do to line up listen you're going to have to decide which road you're going to take Because there is a split taking place In the apostolic Pentecostal ranks There is a split taking place I've seen it across the country I don't like it I said I don't like it one bit And there are some men that I don't know If I can fellowship with them I really wonder Amen And I tried to be a peacemaker Over some of this stuff. Between brethren and problems. I was telling brother and sister King. And the Holy Ghost dealt with me and said. Spoke to my heart and said. In the middle of your desire to be a peacemaker. And try to just do all of that. You are compromising truth. No matter how much I love them. Right is right and wrong is wrong. And there are some things you're not going to have revival with. You can't make peace out of a lie you've got to stand for truth and stand for holiness and the problem is we get weary we get tired of standing against the tide of immorality and worldliness that is coming against the church and we need God to renew our minds and renew our strength and we need to lift one another up and then there are some that just have given up And let go because year after year the devil just beat him down beat him down beat him down beat him down down, and just beat him down but I still believe the scripture says in first John 4 for greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world amen and God will give you release from pressure and the oppression of the devil he said be of good cheer I have overcome the world Amen. Amen. Amen Amen Don't let that spirit get a hold of you tonight That spirit of compromise Amen That charismatic spirit Amen Check your heart tonight Some of you tonight I don't know if you are just worn out Or you just left a long time ago I'm still trying to figure out Just where you are tonight Hallelujah Amen I don't know what you expected tonight But here, here we are You say, you're forgetting all about these folks that need the Holy Ghost. Listen, they'll get the Holy Ghost. The Word of God will bring forth fruit, friend. It'll bring forth fruit. I preached like this many times in many revivals. Never really preached directly to folks that needed the Holy Ghost. Seeing them come to service and pray at the end of a service just like this. And they got the Holy Ghost just like that. Because, see, the Word of God will bring forth fruit, see. The Word of God will bring forth fruit. Amen. I know they're out there. I see them. God sees them. I'm preaching to everybody here would you stand David said if I regard iniquity in my heart the Lord will not hear me Psalm 66 and verse 16 he won't do it well I still didn't preach it all but I really believe tonight we need to run some devils out of this church tonight Now let me tell you a secret tonight Just in case you didn't know I have found that revival is like a puzzle That has to be put together piece by piece And some puzzles you can put together And you don't have to put it together in a certain order And you can still get all the pieces in But it's not that way in revival I found that things that we don't do in a service And we don't take care of in a service The next night they're still there to be taken care of And sometimes you just can't go on till you take care of some things And I'm telling you if we don't finish up tonight we'll have to face it tomorrow night there are some things we need to just break out of and break through and overcome in the spirit hallelujah you say well I can think of some folks brother Clark that aren't here tonight that ought to be hearing that message I know there's some folks that might not be here tonight that uh, ought to hear this message but I'm talking about dealing with the spirit and they'll feel the deliverance in the spirit when they come tomorrow night even though they're not here tonight I know there's folks that aren't here tonight that ought to be here to hear what I'm preaching. But I'm talking about a spirit too that this church needs to bind together. Because some of these folks cannot deliver themselves by themselves from the thing that they're under. And so that's why I'm preaching this tonight because we need to bind this thing tonight and get rid of it. Praise God. Let's pray together, shall we? Hallelujah. The musicians, if you'd just come and help us, please.
1: Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. We're not nearly
0: done here tonight, folks. in the name of the Lord hallelujah you folks that are hungry for the Holy Ghost you get ready you get ready to get the Holy Ghost tonight we haven't forgotten you In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus.
1: Oh, let's pray, church. Let's pray, church.
0: let me say something right here let me just say something right here some people and I want you to know I'm speaking to you tonight in love I love this church I'm preaching you out of my heart because of things I see happening some people compromise and let down because of confusion over things that are happening in the ministry between brethren that they do not understand. And even after many times of counseling with, with people, even some of the saints in my own church that I pastored in Oakland, I remember a particular situation developed. I was telling Brother King about it today. And I said, for a period of time, I said, I don't want anybody going over to that church. And I said, there's some things going on there. I don't know what exactly has happened. I said, until I find out more about it, I said, nobody go over there. I wasn't talking bad about this particular church and this pastor. But I was concerned about some trends that were bad trends and I told my folks I said don't go over there I don't want you over there and saints become confused because of conflicts in the ministry that they they don't understand and it causes them to compromise because they say what's the difference and that's the man of God too and they sometimes see brother and get together and they don't understand I'm trying to tell you tonight whether you want to accept it or believe it or not and I'm not putting the ministry on such a pedestal as if to say that that you shouldn't ask questions or pray but I'm saying that there are some things that you just need to let the ministry handle and don't get involved in Jesus told the preachers he said you're all brethren you're all brethren and the ministry is to submit one to another And you need to let the ministry deal with the ministry. And the only thing that a preacher ever has from a congregation is trust. That's all he ever has. That's all he's ever got. And if you don't trust the man of God, you don't need him. You don't need him. I'm being very candid tonight. I'm telling you, if you don't trust the man of God, you don't need him. We're not lords over God's heritage. We are servants of the people. That doesn't mean you can order him around to do your business for him. It doesn't mean that. But he is God's servant given to the people. Amen. And he's there as a watchman to save us. Amen. But you don't need to compromise your convictions, friend. The things you've heard preached to you over the years. It got you where you are and it'll get you into the pearly gates. Amen. Hallelujah! don't think you can walk over what I'm preaching tonight and walk out of here and that God won't require this of us the Holy Ghost is here so strong tonight amen amen and there are some troubling things happening that we need to instead of compromise we need to pray you have to ask yourself And I have to ask these preachers what in the name of God are we trying to win people to we struggle and struggle and struggle to bring people to God and when we do we bring them to a dead lady you'll see in church you tell me what the sweat is for all the finance all the energy all the time to bring them to a compromising lukewarm backslidden situation some of these churches, they have no more deliverance. They don't have any power in their preaching. The anointing is slowly being pushed out of the service. It's not there. And it's happening all over America. People are stirred. And I think every once in a while, my God, what's wrong with some of these men? wrong with some of these folks and I my heart is broken for the sheep who have been destroyed I've seen them destroyed the church I'm out of in Tucson went through a split several years ago lost 200 some people and it wasn't all because of the some of them just some of them just backslid but there were certain elements in the congregation people pushing for things preachers pushing for things talking about holiness things they wanted to do things they wanted to allow people wanted to cut their hair people wanted to go here go there young people sneaking out going to the movies people going out drinking social drinking and getting drunk and going beyond and then coming back into the house of God and praying and lifting their hands but not really truly repenting not really walking in the fear of God And in this split, I believe truly that God just broke some of them off. Amen. Sent some of them on down the road. Because God is going to have a holy church. They went off and they went their own way. They formed their own church and they had their own church. The Lord spoke in prophecy and said, I will come down among them and I will scatter them so that there will not be one stand with another. And every single one of them are out not living for God the only people that are there out of this bunch that split is the pastor and one family out of some 50 plus people and they have been scattered all over that city and none of them are going to church and I've met some of them talked to them their minds are warped they've lost their glory some of them they will never ever ever come back to God some of them God is dealing with and I pray that they'll come back and live for God and then in the middle of all that other saints got confused they didn't want any part of the split but because of all the confusion and getting their mind off God and on all these other things instead of revival and praying and fasting if you're busy winning the loss reaching the loss you don't have time to pick up on all this other business and if you're spiritual minded when some of those things come to you you'll pray and seek God instead of gossip and give your opinion some folks that were so disturbed and troubled about those things spent so much time contemplating and thinking that so much discouragement set in that they backslid I'm talking that that the devil is out there to destroy precious children of God and I'm telling you keep your eyes upon the watchman men of God that love God that are following God and you need to adhere to what you've been taught amen and get it in your heart praise God well the Lord is here tonight let's lift our hands and worship the Lord tonight ask God to give us a clean heart ask God to purify us some of you ought to be down in this altar praying tonight asking God to deliver you and help you Some of you that need the Holy Ghost tonight, come on down and let's pray a while. God will pull out the Holy Ghost on you. Amen. I'm telling you, God's Word will bring forth fruit. I'm opening this altar to pray. But I want some of you folks that need the Holy Ghost, come on down. Some of you folks that need to repent. Amen. And seek God a while. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Some of you men that need a renewing in your spirit, you're not full of the Holy Ghost like you ought to be. You need to be down here praying tonight. That's what revival is. You can't have harvest till you have revival. Amen.
1: Hallelujah.
0: That's right. You need the Holy Ghost? Come on. Come on. I want to pray with you tonight. Amen. Sister Elizabeth, is that your name? Come on down here and let's pray a while. You can get the Holy Ghost tonight. Don't hold back. That's it. Come on. I want to pray that you can get the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. You can get the Holy Ghost in here tonight. Amen. Comes by faith. Just get full of the love of God. Begin to love God. He wants to pour out the Holy Ghost on you tonight. He'll give it to you. You've been worshiping God all service, long. God will pour that on you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. God, we cast off the spirit of compromise. In the name of Jesus. Oh God. You are our deliverer. We've got some folks here in the altar that need God. The Spirit of God's drawing them tonight. Let's don't forget to pray for this beautiful couple here tonight that's come to pray. God bless them today. The Word of God will bring forth fruit. God wants to lead them through to repentance. Let's pray with them. Let's minister to them. Amen. Let's have revival. You children, pray. Talk to the Lord. God will hear your prayers. Pray for mommy and daddy. Pray for grandma and grandpa. Pray for the pastor. Pray for one another. God will hear the cries of our children. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, God. So in America, Lord, those that will be saved, souls in Beaverton, souls in the Portland metropolitan area, souls in Oregon, souls in America, God, reach out the hungry hearts and they lie to the Lord by spirits of darkness and doctrines of devils deliver us, Lord, tonight to the clear sound of the trumpet, to the clear sound of the trumpet, in Jesus' name.